want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin-wagging. Welcome to Bootlegging, a Boardwalk Empire podcast. This is your host, Colton. And this is Chris. Today we're going to be talking about, well, we're actually going to take a break. We're not going to be talking about the next episode. Uh, We were going to be talking about episode four. It's election season. I've decided we're going to go out of the box and we're going to talk about politics because everybody wants to talk about politics. Good, good. Yeah, that's not gonna polarizing be, at all. No, 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 no. That's what we're here for. It's the tw- it's we're recording on the twenty first. The election's coming up. What in like two weeks or something yep. like that? So, let's go ahead and tell everybody how they should vote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, I, I have dude, enough people that that are doing that for me. Thanks. That's, <laughs> there's enough fucking politics in this show, dude. <laughs> and this is the 1920s. So, um, I don't I don't want to talk about politics. <laughs> I was excited. Uh, <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about the fourth episode. Uh, what does the bee do? A little bit of recap on it. It's basically, I even actually wrote it down. Let me pull it up really quick. I kind of wanted to try to start doing this. A little bit of recap of what the episode is going to be about before we get into it. At a birthday party for Mayor ba- Bader, Nucky's attorney has a legal brainstorm that could turn the tide to in Nucky's election rigging case. Uh, facing liquor uh, surplus, Jimmy and Mickey head to Philadelphia in search of buyers, while Nucky strikes an unlikely deal to get booze into Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Eli frets over the Commodore's ability to lead. Margaret doles out staff bonuses. Chalky's cornered at work and at home. Owen puts his munitions expertise to work. Van Alden's uh, targets agents targets uh, Mickey's warehouse. Richard lets his guard down in the name of art. And Jillian recalls her first time with a Commodore. Now, I know you're going to be confused because I mentioned somebody by the name of Van Alden. That's Agent Michael Shannon. I was going to say, like, you're using all these actual names. I don't even know what the fuck yeah, you're talking I about know. now. We're talking about different people, about, like, uh, what was the guy? I don't even Murdoch. Know, Slater. Yeah, Murdoch. <laughs> so... But like, that's- <laughs> we're, we're, we need to use their real names if we're going to talk about this show. So, Agent Michael Shannon... <laughs> uh... <laughs> So that's what's going on. Now, the name of the title, What Does the Bee Do? It's apparently a poem or something. I, I, classic, I don't know. A classic the, poem. From what I understand, you looked something up on this, actually, right? Well, I, I looked up a poem. Oh, okay. And uh, this, it's, it's short, so we'll make this quick. Um, what Does the Bee Do? by Christina Rossetti. Is, what Does the Bee Do? Bring Home the Honey. And What Does Father Do? Bring Home Money. And what does mother do? Lay out the money. And what does baby do? Eat up the honey. It's a sexist poem. I don't know what the hell <laughs> that even means. <laughs> the only one that like kind of makes sense is father brings home the money and mother lays out the money because you know Nucky uh, and uh, uh, yeah Nucky and Margaret, Margaret and and kind of um, a little bit on uh, Chalky also because okay, I yeah. think he even says directly like I bring home the money and so it's like oh, he yeah, does yeah the, so. So there's that, yeah. I mean, the, the titles, like we've said before, they always, uh, you know, tie into the theme of the episode. So they do. I guess, yeah. I guess I'm seeing that a little more about who's actually in charge, maybe, right, on some of this. And I guess we kind of that's because then it goes right into, well, 
the second scene, not the first scene, but the second scene, we'll get into that, how who we think is in charge mm -hmm. may no longer be in charge and stuff like that. So I guess maybe it's, there's a lot of change on that. So maybe yep. that's kind of where it's coming into. Um, okay. So we'll go right into the first scene, which is uh, Mickey Doyle, our favorite character. Right. Pinhead with the amazing <laughs> bowler cap. <laughs> uh, he's got this he's essentially at this point now this isn't well this is oh this is mickey doyle's uh, housing location so he's working right. with jimmy jimmy's the one that's distributing the booze mickey doyle's making the booze right he's cutting it yeah. right so this is mickey doyle's operation if i can right. use that term now jimmy's the one giving it out but this is his operation mm -hmm. and it's a shit ton of liquor. Yeah, it is. Like, he's got I mean, you crates and crates, crates of yeah. it. And he's which is funny because I mean, it's Doyle. Well, Jimmy <laughs> even tells him at one and, point yeah. in it, you know, yeah, if you brains, had half a brain, yeah, if you had dangerous. half a brain, you'd be yeah. dangerous. And Mickey Doyle just kind of, <laughs> but you kind of see it in his eye a little bit, like I'm not as dumb as you think, yeah. right? Yeah, because we've learned that, and we've learned, yeah, we've learned that in previous episodes. And I mean, he's tied into. All kind. I mean, I'm still not 100 percent sure what uh, what him and and Agle, a Agent Michael Shannon have going on. It's um, no, yeah, he's no obviously clue. got ties uh, with a lot of different people. So yeah, you're right. He's he's better connected than we than we assumed. Well, well, it, it get. It, I'll I'll bring it up in a little bit. I'll bring it up in yeah. a minute. But get, you're on to something with that. So we see that Doyle's got this huge operation going. Darmody's there and mm. basically setting up with Richard on telling him we're going to start moving this. There's something in the works. We just don't know right. what it is at this point. That's really a, essentially that's all that we have out of that. Episode, right. That that scene. We see now that the Commodore is watching uh, Jillian doing this erotic dance. It's the because it, she worked at the the Tableau Vivant or whatever it is. That, right. Uh, and so she's doing that. She's dancing, that, and this was her uh, what the Greek something about Greek gods. Is what yeah, she was, she was saying about, like so. Aphrodite or something yeah. like that at one point. She's essentially being, I guess, she's being a temptress mm -hmm. in a way, I guess, to the Commodore, right? But then the Commodore is even mentioning things like you know he couldn't marry her because he was tied to the city and stuff like that, making excuses. And her whole thing is, um, I understand what you did, which right. I don't fully believe that right. she felt that way. So she's doing this dance to kind of be, I don't know, a, a tempt, like I said, a temptress. That's mm -hmm. all I could get from it. And at one point she pulls out the arrow to slay her lover or something like right. that. And we see kind of the big, big event happen. The Commodore is having a massive stroke. Right. And she's obviously freaking out about it. We don't know exactly what's going on other than he's drooling and he's yeah you know grinching his uh clinching his uh glass of booze mm -hmm. and stuff like that so um did you did now did you see this happening no i mean you know he was already kind of in a uh, deadly situation uh last season with right. uh with the arsenic poisoning um so i mean i it was surprising to see him come back from that. Um, but I think that kind of brought in the idea that he's pro he's not going to be 
in the picture the whole time, or at least I don't think so. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I would not count on him being around for, you know, nine seasons or whatever <laughs> we right. got going so um so yeah i mean it, it was it was kind of out of left field just in in the time frame and what they're doing and you know all these plans this is just a pretty big wrench in that in that well, especially because the last like you remember like the last like two episodes the big thing with the whatever you want to call them the uh conspirators their whole thing is how strong he is. Remember, he even right, it's yeah, like almost yeah. comical when he lifts up the uh, yeah the elephant the tusk. tusk yeah. you know? and <laughs> That's now true. it's like, oh, he's not strong. Yeah, he's he's a weak old man, and he, yeah, he's just and and what we get into uh, we get into some of that here uh, in a little bit. Yeah. From there, we're going to the scene with Margaret's having breakfast, and this is where we get the title for the episode. Um, what does the bee do with? Her son, or no, it's her daughter. Sorry, her daughter, her daughter yeah. is reciting, uh, reciting the, the, poem. the poem. And we kind of get, I guess, what you were talking about because at this point, Nucky's doling out money, right? And right. he's giving it to mother, and mother's going to lay out the money. <laughs> uh, we, we do get what's going to be happening now later on in this episode. Nucky states that he's not going to be there for breakfast and he's not going to be there for dinner. Right. Um, he's going to be, it's um, the mayor. Uh, oh, what is, is his Carmen? name? Carmen? No, no. I just read it in the little yeah, you did intro, and now I can't even uh, say it. It's going to be the, uh, the mayor's birthday party, right? So that's kind of the big thing that's going on for him. And we do see that Slater comes in to. I'm sorry, Murdoch. Matt Murdoch comes in, <laughs> and <laughs> like I'm Dougie, like says something like tip, tip, "top of the morning" to you. Yeah, the both the Irish people, people say, like, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Bader, Mayor Bader. It just clicked oh, in my Bader. Head. Okay, Bader. Yeah. And we see that uh, Slater's got this thing for uh, Katie, the uh, right, other the, girl, um, the the help, the maid there at the house. Which, of course, Margaret is like jealous about. I, I, I was going to say, are like, you going to get jealousy vibe? Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I, I still don't know where that's going. But when uh, when Murdoch first showed up, I said that I was like. Son of a bitch, or him and and uh, Margaret. Margaret, thank you. Are him and Margaret gonna have a thing like now? Is this gonna be like a love interest thing behind Nucky's back? But so far, it hasn't gone there. But I still feel like it's a possibility, just with the way she keeps acting around him. So I don't know. We'll see. Right. I hope not. But you know, it, it's definitely something. It's definitely there's something more than what we're right. being told right now. And it ends with Nucky telling Margaret to give the girls a $2 raise. Yep. Okay? And he specifically says raise in this and gives her the money. Well, and it's also the money for spending throughout the week. Yeah. A weekly allowance, yeah. I guess, if, if you will, on that. And he goes off about his his business. We're now finally seeing Chucky. Uh, Chucky. <laughs> Chucky. I keep saying that. And I don't Chucky know if you saw what? Yeah, well, uh, Victor had posted on our Facebook. On the Facebook page, did you see that? Where it's Chucky walking with like the Boardwalk Empire people? He That's made it. He, funny. Yeah. So we need to make something with Chucky in it and Daredevil and. Oh my gosh! Best <laughs> mashup of the century. Our, our Boardwalk Empire would be so good. That's <laughs> no, uh, Chucky. He's out and he's with his family. Yeah. <clears throat> we kind of get a little flash or a little like 
not flashback necessarily, but a little reassurance about what happened in the last uh, episode that we had with Chalky, where the son gives him the book to read. And in this one, his daughter comes out and it's like, Daddy, will you check my homework? And he oh, goes, yeah. oh, you know, your mom needs to check it. I'll be too hard on you. Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah. You won't be too hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was already kind of a kind of a jab that his son sent him a book to in prison because, yeah. I mean, he knows he can't read. So it's like, well, what were you what you trying to do there? Well, and his son even <laughs> says something in this. Yeah. Like, what he was, he's like, he's like, you know, it's because I'm too hard on you or something like that. Yeah, his son goes, like, if you want. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So he says something about it, but yeah, his, his son is obviously uh, picking on him for his lack of education, I guess. Yeah, and we find out that one of the girls is uh, one of his daughters, the oldest daughter, is wanting to have a boy come he's over. Being courted. Yes, an old-fashioned court. I think even the wife says it. You know, a respectable court right. or something like that. Uh, he's, I think she says something about he's going to go to school to be a doctor yeah, or something. Yeah. So you can see it kind of like that little line as small as it is. It kind of hits chalk. Yeah. It adds to it that, you know, he's, he's starting to feel, um, lower, yeah. uh, lower on the totem pole because of his lack of education. Yeah, and that's going to come up way more later. The first, like, I think, feel like half of this season, it's kind of like a brush through. And then the last, like, several scenes are what really make this episode yeah. good. From there, we're seeing, um, oh, see, you always get her name. You can never remember. Now, I, Angela. Angela. Uh, Angela. I remember it this time, yeah. actually. <laughs> Angela and Richard are meeting, and this is going to kind of be a. A reoccurring like scene throughout. I don't know how to describe. I feel like this whole episode, in all honesty, is like one day. Did you kind of get that in, in vibe? From yeah. It? Like I literally think the entire episode is over the course of just one day, and that's it. There's nothing else because everything ties in throughout the entire right. thing as just what's happening that day. There's never like a jump in a time period. No, yeah. Which yeah. I thought was kind of strange. I mean, it's kind of neat because it's like, oh shit, like a lot happened in this one right. day, which I guess in the mob world that's probably that's true you know like 90 percent of the, their days are boring and then all of a sudden one day it's right just where everything ex- exciting happens well and actually no now that you mentioned that there is okay. one there was one part where they do that when he goes to see the uh the jewish butcher i feel like that's like a separate day but we'll get to that later you're gonna tell me that you can't drive from chicago yeah i think to there atlantic might city have in 1920 some... in one day yeah there there might have been some time passage there <laughs> i need you to let it go stop being <laughs> nitpicky on this oh my god dude <laughs> so richard's coming in angela's uh she's got a painting out it's i i made a joke about it it's like something i would see in a mall it's like good man you just yeah. don't get art I feel like I would see that, like, like you know when you're waiting outside the bathroom at your local Mexican restaurant? Like, that's the painting that I would see, like, while that's I'm funny. waiting in line to go in. Like, well, I mean, even Richard's like, it's bold. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of have their little conversation in this where we see, in, as you've put it, one of the things you like about Richard is he's a very deep character. Yep. And we're seeing more depth to him where mm-hmm. he mentions now that he used to draw. Yeah. So he and I, I mentioned this in the first season, how you have different type of soldiers that are out there. 
and Richard is one of these soldiers where he's kind of like a hit, like what you would kind of call like a hippie soldier. Like he'll yeah, kill yeah, if he has that. to, yeah. you know, and he's very good at killing if he has to. And he has no qualms in killing, but he's also somebody that he appreciates art. He appreciates mm-hmm. literature. He appreciates, I guess, like well, love. He's you know? not trigger happy either. And we saw that in the last episode when he doesn't shoot Murdoch in the face when yeah. he totally could have. So. Right. Exactly. Like he. He would have if he yeah. if if Murdoch yeah. gave him a reason he absolutely would have right. But it's not his first instinct yeah. to automatically kill. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit more on the layers with uh, with Richard there. Yeah. We go and we see the Commodore now. We see what's actually happened to him. He's had a stroke. Mm-hmm. He looks horrible. Yeah, I mean, let's like see. He looks horrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his the whole. Uh, Right side of his face is paralyzed. Yeah. So. Now, I could be wrong on this, and I want some fans to like check me on it. I could be wrong on this, though. I want to say this was not planned in the show. Him having this stroke. I want to say the actual actor... Oh, really? ...had a real stroke. No way. Or something. He had some medical condition, and... They had to add this into it. There was supposed to be something else that happens. Now, obviously, I don't think no it, was, it was as bad as this, but I could have sworn I remember reading. And I, I, like I said, I want the fans to write in. Tell me if I'm wrong because I 100% could be wrong on this. But I want to say he had some medical issues and they had to add this into huh. the show. So I don't know that for certain, right. but I think that that was a part of it. Um, either way, we find out that he's a weak man at right. this point now, and Eli, Eli tries to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like the only word he can say is "cock" and yeah. "fuck." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is that from? There's another, there's another show like that with like that's the only thing like a, a character can say is like "cock" or something. There was um, there was ass fuck in uh, Boondock Saints. That was it. The bartender was- <laughs> had Tourette's. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of like what it is right? oh, it's, it's fuck ass because that's what uh, Rocco calls him hey fuck ass get me a beer <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> so we see that Eli's Eli's not necessarily pissed but he's scared well, he's worried now yeah because their their main uh, their leader their their super strong leader is is nothing now i mean yeah, he can't do anything a shell of a human yeah. at this point like or not a shell of a human but a shell of who he was right right and this is where it gets a little weird where it's not weird but it is where eli's scared okay mm-hmm. and eli and what i'm taking from him eli's almost like hey we need to try to like he's not exactly saying it but i could see it in his eyes like we need to try – maybe we can get good with Nucky. Let's try to figure this right. out. He's wanting to basically start to back down from what their initial plan was, whereas Jillian now is like, no, we have his son, and his right. son will now take over. And we even see Jimmy kind of pet this uh, stuffed animal that, that he has, like the wild animal. And we see now that Jimmy's kind of realizing, okay, I've got to step up. Mm-hmm. But like as we pointed out before – 
Jimmy's mom makes it weird in a way, right? She's kind of she she makes everything weird. I know, she <laughs> but she's essentially saying, "No, he's going to take over. It's up to him now." You know, she's being the voice of Jimmy, right. kind of right. Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's it's strange. Yeah, but I, it, it's also not out of the realm of I see that happening because. You have to have somebody take over. Yeah, and so. Jimmy obviously wants to be the one in charge, or he wouldn't have started this whole coup against Nucky. So, you right. know, it nothing is uh, surprising there. No. So, but then of course it ends, and just as awkward as the part of this scene is with. Them, uh, mother and son kissing each other, like yeah. from the first episode. Yeah. Remember in the first, they don't look at it weird though. Like they're just kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. like that's just how I guess they say goodbye in New Jersey. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just strange. It is, but like like we said, Jillian makes, makes everything, everything weird. Strange, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> from there, we're going and we're seeing uh, Nucky, Eddie. And the whole group, they're at the Ritz-Carlton. They're planning a big party for the mayor. Now, right. this was funny. Did you hear what Eddie says when they're walking in? I don't um, know if you caught it or not. No, I didn't. He goes, how old is uh, He goes, well, oh, how old is right. the mayor going to be? And Ducky's like, how the fuck should yeah. I know? <laughs> yeah, should I know? <laughs> I thought that was really – I we thought that was funny. Because it's like, candles Nucky on the doesn't cake. give a shit about this guy. And actually, you say that, and now it's it's funny because there was only like – Six candles on his cake when he finally gets yeah. the cake. <laughs> They're like, let's just put some candles yeah. on it. <laughs> and there's some like fat like dinner table candles or some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny that they Nucky doesn't. It's just showing Nucky doesn't really care yeah. about him, you know. So now that scene's gonna be it's gonna be tied with uh, Arnold Rothstein. So we haven't seen Rothstein in about two episodes, if I remember right. He. Was he in the he last showed one? up, yeah, for something in the last episode. And, and oh, um, with the meeting with the Italian, it? yeah, the Italian yeah. boss. That's it. So, now something, I, I did some looking on this, and I honestly can't find anything of it. I don't know if you've noticed through, this throughout the uh, the series so far. Rossi eats a lot of pastries. Yeah. Like, he eats, like, devil's food cake in one episode. Yeah. He drinks a lot of it milk. It was the milk, yeah. He, he's always drinking milk. He eats like a kid, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is strange. But now, but remember, he doesn't indulge. He doesn't drink alcohol. He doesn't right. like to be non-aware of his surroundings. Right. He likes to be sharp. So I don't know if it's because since he doesn't drink alcohol, this is, that his, is his thing. His yeah, thing. this is his <laughs> his but crutch. He's very big pastries. on it. He yeah. eats a lot of dairy and eats a lot of pastries. Yeah. It's very strange. So. Well, and that's why I was uh, – when I initially watched this, I asked, like, did he have stomach issues in real life or something? Because, I mean, he even mentions his – it's it's uh, something's not working in his stomach right now. Yeah, He's, I couldn't find anything. Huh. I actually – because I actually looked on this for a little bit. I was, I was typing in – like, I was Googling Arnold Rothstein's diet, Arnold Rothstein health issues, Arnold Rothstein stomach nothing, issues. Huh? Arnold, nothing. I could not Weird. find anything. So I don't know if this is honestly just a character – now, like I said, um, last season, the actor that they got to play this, they actually stopped writing his script at one point. They actually stopped giving him directions because oh, really? they were like – he was just so good? He was so Arnold <laughs> Rothstein. They were like, funny. you do it. Huh. Like they gave him a general idea about what to do, but they were like, "You go with it." That's so awesome. 
he became that involved in Arnold Rossing's yeah. character. So I don't know if that was just a character trait maybe the actor made up where he was like, you know what, I could see him being a sweet tooth or huh. something like that. I don't know. It's just he I is mean, good though. He is a very, very good. So good. good actor. He's a really good actor, and that's one of the better characters. Yeah. Like it's not. He's not necessarily my favorite character in the series, but he's probably one of the best, the best, well played characters. Right. I think. So we see now Chalky's meeting with the. Um, it's not the Black Church. It's like the Black community, a congregate. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a a selection of people from the community that he. Obviously meets with kind of like a town hall meeting yeah, in a way, I yeah. guess, because they even say the the religious leaders even say like it's not uh, this isn't a formal church function, right? But they're in a church, and the one of the guys is even wearing like a full like uh, reverend's outfit, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, we see why Chalky. This is what Chalky does, right, right? Right. He meets with like local people. He helps them out. You know, yeah. like the one lady's talking about her Fields neighbors' their problems. And, exactly. You know, tells you know, him he's going to take care of them. It, that's exactly what it is. I'm there to help you. I'm a, I'm I'm with y'all. I'm going to take care of everything. Right. Like, like a union boss in a way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we see at first he's really good at it because he tells like the one guy stands up. He's like, "I'm Mister So and So." He goes, "I know who you are." Yeah, Timothy. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> he knows their names, kind of like it back in the jail cell. Yeah, right? yeah. This is what has made him very popular in his community. Is right. he is a part of them? Yeah, right? he knows who they are. He's a very personable guy. But then when they go to cancel it, they see that. Um, one of the women stands up and it mentions, what are you going to do about my husband whose throat was slit by the white men or right. something like that? Which from the uh, episode of when that was, I think that was the, the second episode. I thought it was the first episode. Was it the first of the episode? Season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It was the first episode. The one guy is answering the door and his throat right. was yeah, slit. Yeah, the clan so, is, is in there busting up Chalky's yes. uh, operation. And so now, and they mention, I think it was seven people were killed, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's right. And I believe these are essentially four widows. I think these yeah, are like four of the yeah. widows of like of those people. Well, she said uh, one of them said it was her son that was killed, and uh, you know another one said it's her husband. So it's just all for fa- these okay, people, so four, four family members. Yeah, all these people were affected by that one incident, apparently. So I mean, you know, I guess lucky for them that this random selection of people just happened to have so much involved with that. Uh, with that incident, but well, and I think part of it is these are three women that they're kind of seeing who Chalky is. Yeah, and one of them even mentions like doing your illegal business, you know, or you're running your illegal liquor or something. So right, uh, yeah, they kind of start seeing. When you say that, you have a bite off of all of our plates, yeah, and then you give us a clam boil in the summer and yeah. give us a quick Christmas hams or something like that, like. Like, yeah, it's cool he does these two things for right. us. There's still 11 months out of the year yeah. that we have to make it. And I think that it's, in a way, Chalky kind of takes it serious where he's like, okay, maybe I need to help him out a little bit more. Right. But I also think Chalky also looks at it like, who the fuck are they to talk yeah, to me this right. way? Like, <laughs> I'm Chalky White, you know? <laughs> and you kind of get that impression from him that he gets a little bit uh, irritated yeah. in a way. So, from there, oh, we get to see our favorite character. He hasn't been in yet. Agent Michael Agent Shannon. Agent Michael Shannon. <laughs> and he's meeting with two of his uh, uh, agents. Right. 
they're counting out the money from, I guess, some bus that they've done recently. Because yeah. one says like something like an oyster house or something like mm-hmm. that. And another one saying it's another bar, and they're doing yeah. a countout. It's like two hundred seventeen dollars. For whatever reason, I remember that exact. <laughs> the other one's like a certain amount. They're tagging it, locking it into the books, and then wanting to uh, get it put into the safe. One of them offers to do it. And Michael Shannon says no. You right. Know, what does he call him? Like Johnny on the horse or Johnny on the spot? Aren't Johnny you? On the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so we've. Which we we already are starting to suspect Michael Shannon may or may not, not be. suspect that dude's stealing that money for. Uh, I haven't seen it something. happen. <laughs> I have not physically seen Whatever. him what? <laughs> take money off the books. Get out of here with that cop bullshit. <laughs> I haven't actually seen the evidence. No way, Michael <laughs> Shannon is a corrupt cop. There's never in the history of ever been any corrupt. Okay, there's yes, there, absolutely, there's been. Corrupt uh, so cops. yeah, and I guess his lackeys there are catching on to. Which is uh, funny that these are the two that were wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Week. That's they right. They were the Jokers in yeah. the first, like, what was it episode two? Yeah, that he made a big deal about, and they're the two like straight laced yeah. agents. So, which is, it's kind of ironic, yeah. right? So, so yeah. While uh, while Agent Michael Shannon is in the WC, these guys uh, start talking about how they're well. One of them is suspect. The other one's like, "Shut up! That's our boss." <laughs> yeah, like he does. It's well, and he says it. So, like, we've been talking about it a month or something like that. So, like, they've known, right? And then one yeah, of them even says, yeah. "I've I've seen him with a guy." Did you hear what he says? I've seen him in the in a car with a with guy a with a guy dumb in a derby bo- with a dumb derby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Doyle. <laughs> Michael Shannon's been caught with Doyle. Yeah, so. yeah, I did hear that part. I told you, Doyle's um, everywhere. <laughs> I don't know what that dude's doing. Just <laughs> making money. That's all he's doing. But uh, it's I I thought the the funniest part here was that you know while they're here discussing behind his back, uh, he Michael Shannon comes back from the bathroom. He's like. Heads will roll, and I think that he's talking about like them sitting here, you know, discussing all the shit behind his back. Now, turns out somebody scribbled some shit in the bathroom wall about Michael Shannon. What the hell did they put? I van asshole. Yeah, you know, van <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so uh, he is pretty pissed about that one. <laughs> it was from the the WC. Did you did yeah, you know wa- what that was at first? Water closet. Yeah, <laughs> so, I didn't know what it was. Yep. I heard WC and I was like, WC. I was like, War Room, War Center. Like I was like thinking, like Man Center. He's in the War Center. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling Don't my bathroom him. War Center. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's a, it's a. That would be an app description. So <laughs> after a big breakfast, I gotta yeah. go to the War Center. <laughs> I'll be go back. To the war Room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, we go from there. We're seeing. Um, Margaret's meeting with the the three girls. Yeah, with the help. The, and yeah, the help. Yeah, exactly. The help. And she's giving out the money. But now, did you hear what she says in this? Yeah, a two dollar bonus. Yeah, yeah. It's no longer a raise. It's a bonus. Yeah. So they're now. And you see, when she walks away, she, her the envelope is not empty. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Is she doing this because she's wanting to collect money, or is she doing this because she doesn't like that girl, Katie? Oh, yeah. Could be that, too. I kind of think it's a little bit of that. I kind of think she's like, no, I'm not going to give you a raise. (laughs) I don't like you. You're over here. You're not actually Irish. You're flirting with an Irishman, and 
I don't know. I feel like she. I mean, that like I said, that could be that could be a part of it. But I I think that she is trying to proactively like start uh, preparing for the worst with Nucky and his situation. Because I mean, she said it like almost every episode this season already. Like. We don't need to be spending money. We don't need to be spending money right now. This is not the time to be spending money. Right. So now she's just taking it upon herself to start, um, you know, putting putting money away herself so okay. that uh, Nucky doesn't just blow through all of it. I can see and that. And of course, too. in the last season, you know, she had her uh, crazy McWigs, uh, her friend, like told her, "Hey, are you saving money? Like, you need to have a rainy day fund." So it might be that she's, you know planning for her own starts wearing her wig (laughs) (laughs) she's got like mop hair (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah i think uh you know it it could be that she's uh you know setting her own cushion up just uh just in case things happen but it could be it could be benevolent uh, benevolent and she could be doing it for for both of them so that they don't end up in a situation where they're broke but i guess we'll see and one of them even mentions how they were told, though, and this is what I kind of what another like big little takeaway from this. And one of them even mentions how they were told by Mr. Thompson that they were oh, getting right. a yeah. raise, but he had been kind of he had been jolly or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And Mark just says, well, um, it's a, a fool takes a drunk man's word. Yeah. Yeah. All. What is it? She, ah, yeah, a I don't fool takes exactly what it was. A fool takes a drunk man's word at to heart or something like yeah, that. Something similar to that. And so she's basically admitting like, oh, yeah, by the way, your boss also drinks and yeah. y- you can't trust him, <laughs> which, you know, so she's kind of throwing not Nucky under the bus, really. But she's kind of like, no, I'll just go and lie to Yeah, like, I don't care. <laughs> so. We now see an uh, introduction of a newer character. Right. Um, heads up, this guy becomes a very big character later on. Oh. Okay. One real life character. Okay. This is a real life gangster and stuff like that. So uh, we'll get into that later. I don't want to talk too much about him yet, mm-hmm. but this is a very big character. He comes in later on. I think he, I mean, starting next episode, I think he starts becoming a little more kind of like Rothstein, you right. know, like not like a main, main character, but he becomes a fairly regular right. character. But we're seeing him butchering the largest liver yeah, I think I have ever seen liver. in my entire life. <laughs> he owns a uh, Jewish uh, deli. I get, or no, yeah. uh, uh, butcher shop. I yeah. don't know if I call it a deli or not, but there's like dried meats everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah he's a butcher. Uh, Proprietor of the meats. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's coming in with Richard. They're meeting. They're basically getting set up to start doing um liquor sales for right. Jewish town. Right. Right. Which and actually this is um Oh, never mind. Yeah, they're setting up. Yeah, uh, cuz we were talking about like who who owns what like districts and stuff like that. Yeah, so you had like I was trying like, to figure um, that out while we were watching the episode, but I couldn't. So, I think this is in Chicago. Right. Okay. I think this is in Chicago if I remember. Right. In in Chicago you had um Greek town Irish right. town. Irish town was a big town. And then you had uh like an Italy, like little Italy, and right. then you had Jewish town. Jewish town at that time was also really big. The Irish at one point were the main part of Chicago. Okay. Right. The, the Irish kind of basically owned Chicago. Yeah. And then the Italians came in and took over and the Greeks were still pretty big, but they just never got 
and I could be wrong on this, but the, the Greeks never got a good grasp, uh-huh. right? The Irish were willing. The I. The Irish just had a different type of kinship. They had a different type of power structure mm-hmm. that they were able to take control. The only reason they lost control was the Italians essentially became more aggressive. Okay, and so they essentially killed off like not all the Irish, but they right. basically took over. But then the Jews, the Jews had Jewtown, and the Jews were. They've gone through a lot, right? Jewish mm. people have gone through a lot in their life. Jews were not giving up their town. They're like, no, right. we're, we're staying in control. So the Jews own Jewtown. And so, so, I mean, as far as the, the alcohol goes, did you mention that um, Torio had presence here right now? No. Or like they taking no, the anything Jews away are, from the... Okay. The Jews deal with themselves and that's it. Okay. So the the Jews would may basically deal with only other Jewish people. Okay. Okay. So, so that's why that it's a big they, deal that Jimmy's in here. Yes. Like, like putting on a good show for him. Lansky and stuff like that. <laughs> right. You know? But now they may have a connection with Lansky because you have Mickey Doyle. Remember, oh, right. Mickey Doyle is also a part of Lucky. Like everyone, yeah, that dude is playing. Whether you this like is, the guy is... or not, Mickey Doyle's connected <laughs> to a gonna lot Mickey's going to be of... like the mastermind behind all of this at the end of the show. <laughs> He's the puppet master. He's pulling the strings, man. <laughs> Mickey Doyle is the one that gets the connection, okay? Right. And like I said, the guy doesn't really even like Mickey Doyle, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. But he deals with him because he knows, hey, the guy knows people. I right. can get him to come in. Right. right. So, and so this is the yeah, this is him brokering that deal with with Mickey, right? To right. to sell all that stuff that they yes. had in that warehouse. So, and his name's Horowitz, right? Yes. Yeah. And he really likes it because, as we've said last episode, Jimmy knows how to play to a person. Yeah, power. he does. Yeah. He knows how to show respect. He knows how to show you know I I I'm I'm a man of my word. Yeah. He's very good at it, right? And he makes rapport with pretty much everyone real yes. quick. So it's uh yeah, he's he's a good salesman for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, then we see a, we see another side of Richard even in this. Yeah. Richard even makes yeah, a little he, joke. Yeah. <laughs> right? Where he's talking about what happened well, Harowitz, to you. Well, Harowitz, yeah. Harowitz <laughs> asked him like, "So what happened to you?" I stuck my nose where I shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that's out of character for him. Right? Yeah, it normally is. he would be yeah, like he would be like shy nothing, away, and yeah, just be shy like, away, or mm. say, or basically like I'll show you what happened. You right. know, like instead he makes a joke about himself. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, that was kind of a funny out of character thing for him to say. And now a little funny tidbit, or not a funny tidbit. So I'll, I'll get into this in a second. They make an agreement for $5,000 for 100 cases of, of booze. Right. Right. So Jimmy's going to bring them 100 cases of alcohol for five grand. Mm-hmm. And um, Horowitz tells them, you know, don't don't screw me over. The last person that screwed me over, um, I cut him up into bits and I kept him in my freezer or something like right. that. And Jimmy makes a comment. The only thing I have in my freezer is uh, creamsicles. Creamsicles. He's trying to make a joke. Horowitz is kind of like not even, dude. Stone face because it's like faced. no, no. We're talking about business now. So like now, random nitpick: creamsicles weren't available in 1921. Oh <laughs> I did look this up. 1924 is when they were first commercially Show, available. Literally unwatchable. Show I know. Is fucking garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> I just thought that was, I was like, but to be fair, the only reason I looked that up, I thought creamsicles were like in the 70s. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. actually really surprised. 1920s, they were around. I thought creamsicles huh. were certain. I was like, 
And those did come out to like 1970, Yeah, right? Right? No, 19, like 1924, I think is. Now, they were actually available in Atlantic City in restaurants. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they, nice. were, they started out as a delicacy a kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you could get them like on the boardwalk. You know, you can get yeah. like um like what is it? like kettle corn. Deep you know, like Oreos. you can get like ke- yeah, well, like deep fried <laughs> like certain things. You can get like kettle corn. Yeah. You know, you go to like certain things. You can get like the 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 treats. You know, yeah. the area. Um, you could get those then. You could get creamsicles on the boardwalk, but they weren't commercially those available. Are good too. So creamsicle in a while. Oh. The know, red kinda, ones are fucking fantastic. Kind of right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of interesting little tidbit huh. on that one. Well, I'm sure you guys can write into the uh, to the writers of this episode and let them know that they're <laughs> fucking dumbasses. Yeah, <laughs> they did two years off a day. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're about halfway through right now, so we'll go ahead and uh, take a little bit of a break, and we'll get back to a little more chin wagging after this. Something's wrong. Shut the light. Heavy thoughts. St. Arnold's Pumpkinator is an imperial stout that was first released as a 2009 Divine Reserve by the local Houston brewery. It's brewed with a combination of pale Turo, caramel, and black malts. It has a wonderful full-body taste of molasses, brown sugar, and spices. It's to make one think of their mother's pecan pie. The beer is best served at 50 degrees or warmer to bring out the spices and round out the body. With a whopping ABV of 10.5%, this beer is sure to make any Thanksgiving gathering a little more festive. Alright, let's get back to chinwagging. Welcome back from the break. We're going to just kind of jump right back into where we were at. Uh, We're actually enjoying some beer here. Um, We got some Pumpkinator. Yes. Got some good beers. We got some uh, Pumpkinator, which is, if you're in the Houston area, St. Arnold's local brewery here. Yeah. Is that like known outside of Texas? I mean, I don't know. I know people from outside of Texas have heard of St. Arnold's. I mean, it, they're not they're not so small that it's it's limited, but I know I've been on a couple beer trading sites and I know that Divine Reserve Yeah. Yep, you literally can trade a bottle of Divine Reserve for like a 12 pack of like random beers from other places. You know what else is like that and it's so weird is um Yellow Rose by Lone Pint. Really? Apparently people in California love Yellow Rose, can't get it, so they will oh, trade you so anything. Good. And that shit is like I can go down the street right now yeah. and grab I can get that at a Walmart. <laughs> I literally can yeah. get that at a Walmart here. So I'm like I- I've been tempted to try to find a what I can get for a yellow rose bottle because <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I want, I want some of them rare Which, California to be fair, beers. It's really yellow rose is really it's good. It's really fucking good. <laughs> Especially it's only one hop. Like and one like how do you fucking so, it's so simple. How do it's you perfect. make that? Yeah, That's it's why really it's just good. so simple. Oh. So yeah, we're having um some pumpkinator <laughs> and we're having some um uh, Carbock and Nigel 17, which is a barley wine. Yeah, barrel aged barley wine. Barrel aged barley wine, of which I kept in, I 
bottle condition for a year. Yeah. So we're beer snobs. That's a big difference, actually. I'm, it's I'm really cooler. Yeah. It's uh, not as it's hot. It's sweeter. Yeah, it's sweeter, and it doesn't have the bite that it yeah. usually does. So. so for all you uh, people that have access to these local Texas beers, <laughs> all of awesome all of for you. Fans. So all of, all yeah. two fans. <laughs> uh, so but to be fair, honestly, hope hopefully other people that are listening in on this are drinkers, and you're having some local pumpkinator type to beers. Be to October, listen to us for oh, more yeah, than no. 40 anyone that listens to us sober. I am so sorry. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna go. We'll go and jump right into the episode. Uh, we go and we're at the Ritz. Um, Nucky has a local celebrity coming in, and this is an actual uh, real life celebrity at the time period. Um, it's a boxer by the name of uh, Jack Jack Dempsey. Yeah. Now I looked up a photo of Jack Dempsey. Okay. Because I wanted you to see what this guy kind of looks like. So he was a really famous boxer at the time period. Now, remember, at this time, you know, football was not really like, right, a, like right. a sport, right? It was there. I think it was there, but it wasn't really all that fo- that popular. Yeah. Baseball was the main sport. Next up was going to be boxing, right? Yeah. Jack Dempsey at that time period was like the number one boxer in all of America, okay? So you see what the character looks like and stuff like that. I'm now going to show you a real photo of Jack Dempsey. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, it was really good casting, good casting on their part. So it's just something, you know, kind of interesting to see. We find out that um, they're having the birthday party for uh, Mr. Boehner, and it's just like a whore fest. Yeah, I, basically. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. They got they have, whips um, and shit. And, yeah. like They're, <laughs> they're like dominatrix. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Eddie. Of course, Eddie would know how to sing. <laughs> Eddie's singing. And like an angel. He's got an amazing voice. That's so right? funny. It's so good. He's singing this song. They're having a good time. They're, the girls are dressed in leather. We get the celebrity that gets introduced. Right. It's just everything that could possibly go right is going right. And then we find out that um, the girls had been brought in in November, which that's right. election season. Hence why we were talking about earlier. We're going right. to talk about politics, right? November's election season. Anybody right. that's even remotely into politics knows November is when everything takes place. Right. So uh, they came in in November. They were helping the Republicans win. Yeah. And the uh, lawyer for Nucky gets this grand idea. Right. Of, and it sounds weird at first. It gets this amazing idea to, we can trump up your charges. Right. Right. We can or make you your, char- your charges. Your charges will level. no longer be state. Right. They're now going to be federal, which in a normal person, it's like, Ooh, yeah, like, why would, why you, would you make it worse? But then we found out last episode that uh, Nucky's got the hookup on the federal level. Who's that hookup? <laughs> what is he the DA? Attorney General. Okay, a, yeah, AG uh, Shooter McGavin. That's right. Is up there. <laughs> Mr. Gold Jacket himself yeah. is at the top. <laughs> so. And so, yeah, you know, if he gets a um, court in, in federal, then he can he can come in and basically just wipe all that shit off the table yeah so good job good job lawyer <laughs> yeah I, as of right thinking now of some least, crazy shit yeah <laughs> as of right now that's at least yeah yeah and uh, you say that and i kind of when when they decided to do that uh, i already kind of like had the, the wheels turning like i feel like that's gonna blow up in his face later but we'll see i guess I don't we'll know. see <laughs> now from there we go we see agent michael shannon now 
I want you to go back on this scene really quick, Christopher. Uh-huh. Go back to where it very first started. And I'm sorry if there's a little bit of pause in the audio with this. I'm, I'll try to make sure it runs smooth. I want you to see what Agent Michael Shannon is doing, okay? Because remember, he? he's you know this like pure guy. He's by the books and everything like that. I could be wrong, but I don't ever remember seeing him do this smoking before. he's smoking a cigarette actually yeah now you said that and, uh, and he, he was tri- about to yeah he was about to and then the phone rings so it's another huh. little yeah, sign he's of just him wearing away atlantic city's getting to him he's <laughs> giving in to all of it and he's getting a call from his wife rose who's worried because uh, she's been trying to call him. She's called his boarding house. The boarding house apparently told her that he moved out. Right. He says that that's impossible. He hasn't moved out, you know, which he's totally moved yeah. out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we also find out she's she misses him, yeah. right? Because he hasn't been home in a while. She does miss him. And he she's talking about how there's the – the rats in the attic or yeah, the mice yeah. or something like that. And he says, I'll be home at some point. You right. Know? I, I feel bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel really bad for her because I, at the same time, I, I want to try to give Michael Shannon credit where I'm like, okay, I believe you really do love your wife. But at the same time, when I'm watching things like this, I don't know if you are no longer in love with her or if you're just so ashamed with what it is that you've become that you can't talk to her. I feel like that might be a lot of it. And I mean, the fact that he's got this other this baby coming that he's like, I feel like he's trying to get that situation taken care of. Okay, or at least that's how I did feel until he started trying to show signs that he I don't know cares for lucy mm-hmm. as more than just uh the uh, vessel carrying this baby <laughs> yeah so i don't know yeah the dude's kind of we said that last episode the dude's all over the place right now like, yeah, what, what are you get, doing man <laughs> can't get a beat on him yeah. like, one bit i agree with you 100 yeah. percent. like see now that chucky and uh, chucky <laughs> chucky <laughs> oh, chucky Chasing people around the house. Chucky's t- chasing people around as usual. <laughs> Murdering babysitters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chucky and Nucky are talking. Uh, Nucky, fi- Nucky basically tells him, you know, I'm the one that got you out. So Nucky right. did kind of hold true to his promise, right? Right. He used his lawyer to get him out because the lawyer that he had, he says, was an imbecile, essentially, yeah. right? Was, wasn't good at anything. Chucky is... Not is still not happy though. Which, to be fair, I'm I'm not gonna side with Nucky on this because I believe that Chucky's got a very valid reason to be upset. But at the same time, I'm not gonna fully side with Chucky because I think some of it is also you're taking things a little too personal. When yeah. in this world, you can't take things personal, right? right? But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I see where he's coming from. He's got all these all these families in his community who are like yelling at him now to you know do something about the violence you know retribution all that good stuff um but yeah you're right i mean you did just get taken care of and bailed out of jail and all these charges like completely erased against you so it's kind of like i know you're not ungrateful for all of that 
Yeah, I don't think but he's ungrateful. I can, you know, it's I, like you said. I think it's a matter of, uh, you know, his his pride is just starting to hurt right now because he's not in charge of what's happening to him at the moment. Well, and I think he's also taking the other the women that were speaking at the other uh, right. function. I think he's taking that. This is going to sound weird for me to say it this way. I think he's taking it too serious. And what I and what I mean from that is those women lost their husbands, brothers, right. fathers, sis, uh, whoever it is, right? Mm-hmm. They lost very important people to them, and their their emotions are a hundred percent valid, right. right? But if you're chalky, you it doesn't matter. You can't take that personal. If that right. makes sense. And I think that he's taking things a little too personal right now. He's letting things kind of get to him. And Which, I think you know, that's it, like you said, it it does make sense considering his position that he's put. You know, he he wanted to be in that position where yes. he's the community, you know, kind of leader and helper. Um, so I understand, but yeah, you're right. He is kind of a he's just in a rough spot right now. It's just he, <laughs> he's getting pulled in different directions. He's in a no so. win. He is in a no win situation yeah. right now. We see now that um, the. This is I now this is the state attorney general. Okay. The right. state attorney general is now meeting with the uh, women I was gonna <laughs> use the proper term <laughs> women of the night. Okay. Like the night's watch. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Frank's Frank's description. I like it better and just go with whores. Whores. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> <laughs> He's meeting with him. He's basically, he's like, it is kind of funny because he's like, you're going to sign this and you're going to yeah, he's like, doing this. And he's so just you're like, just going to do this? <laughs> and he's just like, I can't, I, I don't understand. And he's like, you're going to admit to being whore. Yeah. <laughs> and we got um, SpongeBob milk toast pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in there going, and he's like leading them along. Like, he's like, they're willing to sign a document. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny that if all the people he gets involved in it, it's that guy. Yeah. But that guy was also with the mayor just he's, now uh, <laughs> watching Dominatrix. He's, yeah, right. But I mean, he's the only he's the only guy Nucky's got at the moment, so it's got to send yeah, him right. on everything. So <laughs> it's just funny that we saw from last season him doing like super like golly yeah, twist. Yeah. <laughs> he's now this guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, hauling around hookers. To meet with the to attorney, meet with attorney General. generals and sign <laughs> forms so that it involves them in federal crimes. Yeah, oh that's um, that's a crazy situation to go into. <laughs> so they sign the documents, and we're gonna f- we'll find out later what's gonna happen from that in another right. episode, I imagine. Uh, from here we go. And we see Richard is getting sketched by um, Angela. Right. She's um, doing a, a, a pencil. I don't know how else to describe it. A sketching. He's he's the model. Uh, he looks at the photos of them. You know, because they were recently married. Right. And he's in a way like he's seeing a life he could have. Yeah. Is how I interpret it. Um, we see she's really paying attention to who he is through the fake face, through the real face, and. She even mentions in the, I think it was the scene before this that they were in where sketching can bring out some raw emotions in people, mm-hmm. you know, because you're letting everything out on the table. Right. So it's there's not a lot like for an uh, for the scene. There's not a lot that goes into it like like 
um, I'm trying to think of the terminology here for it. Visually speaking, it's not that big of a scene. Okay. Right. Depth wise, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, we we find out a whole lot more about Richard again. I mean, we just keep learning more and more about his character and his past, yes. and you know what's happened before. And um, Angela asks him, like, "Have you ever been in love with anyone?" And he goes into a whole story about his sister, uh, who was his best friend growing up in uh, on a farm in Michigan, I think he said, or. Uh, something like that something yeah um but um so they grew up together um you know she taught him how to cook he taught her how to you know bale hay and stuff like that on the farm they 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 just shared everything together and he says that like what i think love is or you know if love was something i would it would be that to me that's that's what love was for me and then he says when he comes back from the war uh, she doesn't treat him any different, despite his injuries. Yes, but he's not there now. Like he 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 looks at her and doesn't feel the same way anymore. So he leaves and never sees her again. Yeah. Um. So it's just more of that depth of the character. Um. He's loved and lost in his own definition, anyway. Yes. So. Well, and this will um. This is a little bit of a spoiler. This comes back up later. Oh, okay. This uh, relationship with him and his sister it is... I don't know if I want to call it reoccurring. Okay. Uh, but it definitely comes up later. Well, see, and there was one... Um, it was like five seconds worth of, of clip that happened. I think it was in the first episode of the season where he is having like this dream of being on a beach with a girl and that's the first thing that popped into my head when he was telling the story he's like oh shit okay so that right. must have been his sister that he was he was having that dream about right you're you're on to something i don't okay. like i said i don't want to ruin anything yeah. i'm not i i'm not going to i don't want to i don't, I don't want to and it, i i don't remember what season it comes up that's the thing i don't remember if it's okay. next season I don't think it's this season. I don't remember. It's. I. I don't think it's the third. I think it's the fourth season. This comes up a little bit more, okay. and it's. It's very good. It's not a. It's not like a, it's thrown at you. It's a very good. It's a like I said. Like I've told you this before. Richard is his character's awesome, his and the way that awesome. they develop it as so far, the way they've been developing him, I'm I'm really like his it. character is bar none the deepest, most layered character out of all like. All of them. Richard is phenomenal. Yeah. The actor they got to play him is phenomenal. The storyline they got to play him for play for him is phenomenal. Everything about this character is amazing. Yeah. Like there's there's a reason that people that barely know Boardwalk Empire know about Richard, right? Right. You know, it's his character is just amazing, right? And so um this will come up later. Like I'm, I like I said, I don't want to do spoiler alerts or anything like that. And it's not a, it's not a spoiler. Alert. It's not. It's just like this does. This isn't a one time thing, which I love. I love. That's what I love about this show. Yeah, I mean, is they that keep you're mentioning to... it now. You may not hear about it for 15 episodes, right? And it it's kind of like um um. And you never watched it, but it's kind of like um, Breaking Bad. Breaking oh, okay. Bad does this. Breaking Bad will mention something very minor in season one. And you won't think anything of it. And then season five, they'll bring it up and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> I remember this. Like, that's what this show does. And that's what's really cool. So, nice. 
uh, it's like I said, this is developing one layer. That's right. all this is doing. It's developing a layer. Well, and it's also, I mean, there's obviously a connection there between between him and Angela, and he's opening himself up to her, um, in a you know way that we find out later that he hasn't really done with anyone, especially his his confidant Jimmy. They kind of mentioned that you know I never know what he's thinking about. So right, he's definitely opening up to Angela, and that's uh, an obvious. Um, lead up to some kind of relationship there, I think. Okay. We'll talk about that a little bit more in another ep- uh, scene. In the, okay. Not another episode, in another scene. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go back to that. I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to that here in a little bit. All right. Uh, next scene, we're going to go and transition into it, is, and this is kind of a fun one for, for me being Irish, right? Well, oh, and... It's playing on the TV. I completely forgot yeah. to mention. Uh, the the episode in this uh, scene, not episode, the scene ends with Richard taking his mask off. Right. And one of the things I had mentioned, because uh, you and me rewatched this episode together with, uh-huh. um, with your wife, is Richard, I feel like one of the things we've mentioned, he's a layered character. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of layers him is his mask. I think that it's... Okay, I'm going to... Yeah, do, I mean, <sighs> it's, it's, it's a pretty well used trope in a lot of different stories and and movies and things like that where the character with a mask is wearing a mask both figuratively and literally so yes. i mean his mask is obviously like you know this is his new character after the war right yeah. is 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 him with this mask and um i was going to use the superman trope you yeah. know when every, when he's wearing yeah, his glasses, exactly. he's one way. When he has right. his glasses off, he's a yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a, a very well used uh, a theme and and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, he takes it off, which is obviously like a again he's opening up to Angela. He doesn't take his mask off for anyone because he's incredibly embarrassed and you know shies away every time somebody sees him without it. But here he is purposely taking it off so that Angela can sketch him and you know sure see who he really is yeah see everything that's going on so. We go from there to seeing Daredevils building a bomb. Okay, <laughs> Typical Irish. <laughs> Typical Irish. Okay. I have to admit it because I said it when we were watching this. Say what you want about the Irish. We know how to drink and we know how to build explosives. To <laughs> we're really good at it. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's... I was going to say grow potatoes, but there was that whole famine. So, I mean. Yeah, that's why my family's guess, over here. So. Yeah. <laughs> You get a deal with me because of that. So I guess I can't really claim growing potatoes as a strong suit either. Nope. If it wasn't for that incident, I wouldn't be here. So yeah. deal with bitch. <laughs> um, so Slater's uh, building this bomb. We don't know what it's for yet at, right. at, at the very beginning of this scene. We yeah. don't know what it's for yet. He's building a bomb. He's um, telling them, you know, what, what explosives to use. That right. The older explosives, you know, they would sweat nitroglycerin. Nitroglycerin, you know, it's an unstable compound. Unstable. Mm-hmm. You throw it around, it can become explosives. I promise I haven't ever built an explosive, <laughs> but <laughs> it becomes explosive. We're have it the becomes FBI an unstable to compound. The podcast. <laughs> ATF, do not listen to me. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's kind of giving what he knows, right? Like he's right. kind of he's starting to contribute to. Nucky, right. okay? He actually is serving a purpose at this point. And we also see that um, 
milk toast square milk pants. Toast square is there. pants. And I like how he's like scared to pick up the detonators, which are it's the just least wires. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just the wires with blast caps, which are the most. You can't. Nothing's gonna happen with that unless you like send electricity through them, dude. You're, you're no, good. it's gonna pop. Like yeah. this is this gonna go? It's just gonna do a little pop, and yeah. that's about it. So I, I did think that was kind of funny, and then um, it just kind of and I, th- I I don't know if this was written into it, but I kind of feel like it was the actor because we are kind of seeing that you know because at this time you know this is ten years before Daredevil, right? Right. Well, not necessarily ten. It's ten years now, but it's like seven years before Dare, Daredevil, right? right? We're seeing the actor, you know, he has it all set up and then he like tosses it. Yeah, he tries to toss it to <laughs> to like, pants. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I I want to believe that that wasn't written into the script that he's on. It looked good. Like it looked like a genuine reaction. It, yeah, it, it worked really well. But so, I mean, even like earlier and, uh, you know, we didn't mention this because it wasn't a big part. But um, uh, Margaret, uh, when uh, when um, Daredevil is there at the house meeting with Nucky when he skips breakfast, even Margaret's like. He's a bit cheeky, isn't he? And and you know, uh, Nucky has to ask like, uh, "What does what does cheeky mean again?" <laughs> but yeah, this is he it. is. He's absolutely a very cheeky bastard. <laughs> well, it's I mean, because he's he's joking around with an explosive with a bomb. <laughs> yeah, but I think that kind of plays into who he is as a character. Yeah. He's like he's come to the fate that like, hey, I may die at any day. Yeah, like, right. It's whatever you know. Yeah. So it's a very Irish mentality. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, from there we go and we see the most awkward Rothstein <laughs> yeah. scene, scene so far. Well, it's at it's at uh, uh, Lansky's card game. Yes, is uh, where they where they end up, and Rothstein comes to pay him a visit, and they're not sure why yet. But um, what's it, uh, Bugsy? Bugsy comes in. <laughs> Benny at this point, he's remember he's Benny right now. Okay, okay. Well, Benny Benny walks in. He's like, "Hey, Rothstein's here to see you." And they're, and they're like, all like, "What? Yeah, why the fuck is he here? Whatever. Just tell him to wait." But then they look out the window, and he's sitting there staring at the fucking cards. <laughs> and they're like, no, "No, no, oh, bring him in, bring him in. He's gonna fucking rob us right now." He says, "He says, bring him in before he breaks the house." Yeah, exactly. Because he's counting. Rothstein the cards. is sitting there counting the cards already, ready to get into the game. Because he's standing in the back and he's smiling. Yeah. He's just like. Like, I could win so easily right here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, before Rothstein absolutely cleans him out, they they decide to go ahead and talk to him because they'd rather talk to him. <laughs> Have him break yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so he comes in and tells him uh, that he's made an agreement with uh, Nucky, which, th- to be honest, I was surprised. I thought they would be upset. Yeah, yeah. Or more so. I mean, I feel like uh, Charlie was, yeah. They're upset, but not what I was expecting. Well, I I feel like Lansky was the reason they weren't as upset looking as they probably are. Because for for Meyer, he doesn't give a shit what he's doing. He's going to make money. Yeah. That's what he's all about. And he knows. And Rossin even tells him, like, there's a premium for this job because of the situation and because it's for nucky yeah because he even says he's like i don't want y'all hiring muscle y'all yeah, you are guys are my the muscle, muscle. Yes. so lansky is fine with it he's and he's like we're honored that you even considered us for this position charlie is being fucking charlie and already trying to go off the handle like what the fuck is this? i'm not a muscle man I, you know you know he thinks he's above this but you know he's not I, and i feel like it has to do with the fact that it's it's for nucky also so it's um yeah, he's well because remember, remember Charlie and Meyer have an agreement 
with Jimmy. Right. Right. right so I think right. that in a way, I think that's kind of a part of it. But it could also be that. But did they actually like settle on anything with that? Because that was whenever uh, Jimmy leaves the leaves. The it was. It game. wasn't a no, and it wasn't a yes. Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of left it open on that one because it was dealing with with H, which we haven't we haven't had anything different. Uh, we haven't anything introduced from, not yet. Yeah. No. No other compound. So that was a that was kind of a big big thing there that they had and the main reason because i feel like they would even say no but um oh my i can't even think uh rossi Mm -hmm. i feel like in a way that they i feel i'm trying to think how to word this i do feel like that if it ultimately was up to lucky Mm -hmm. they would have said no but their main reason they say yes is because he even mentions that he was meeting with uh, Mazaria. Yeah, yeah, they the guy had that from meeting. The right, previous one from the previous episode, and he's basically like he still kind of wants y'all dead. Yeah, yeah, right. Like even though they've given him this money, they yep. give him on a cut. The guy is probably still holding. Your, I mean, they you know they. I'm putting quotations. You can't see it in the podcast. Right? <laughs> There's air quotes. There's air quotes on this. <laughs> they killed his nephews. Right. Right. So I think he's still holding that above them. And so. But and still. And there's even still that like uh, they he knows Charlie from something yes. uh, in the past. So, yeah, there's still connections there that we don't know about. And um, so, yeah, it's it's there's still some some bad blood there. Yeah. Well, and it'll. <laughs> This will come back up, obviously. I'm I don't. Sure. This isn't. That's not a spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, this will 100 sure. yeah. come back up. Now we go. I feel like this is kind of the biggest scene of the yeah. episode, and kind of like last week's. It's almost all the way through, but I feel like this is the biggest one because one, this is we see a side of Chalky that we have not seen. Yeah, yeah. We see Chalky lose his cool, like he's right. drunk, right? And we all, we, I mean, we've been drunk. Every You and me, well, I'm not going to speak on the in podcast. The past, not right now. Yeah. I'm not drunk right now. No. I'm just buzzed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chalky's sloppy drunk at this point almost, right? And I think they, his wife tried to make that assumption. I didn't think he was... I think he's just pissed. You think? I don't think he was drunk. I think Maybe he, he was had a pissed good buzz, and but... drunk. Because I think he's been drinking all day. I don't that think he's be. blackout. Yeah. Drunk. I don't think he's blackout drunk. He's yeah. not slurring his words. Right. He's not right. like, well, let me get some of these. Yeah, that, and that's why. And like, I didn't like get that assumption until she said something. So I think he is definitely drunk. Okay. But I think that it. He's been drinking all day. Right. And I think he's speaking his truth. Right. You know. So they're having this dinner. And they're doing the prayer. They have the uh, the guy over who is courting his oldest daughter. Right. And Chalky's taking it personal. They, they has him do a prayer. Chalky's like, well, there's uh, there's no um, Hoppin' John. There we go. And it's rice, black eyed peas. It's a, a a Carolina South South Carolina. It's a Carolina dish, right? It was. He wanted to have it. It's not there. That was the right. one thing he wanted. You know, whether yeah. whether he asked it, for it. Exactly. He asked for it and they didn't serve it. Right. right. So I think he took that as an insult that it wasn't there. Right. And then the the kid that's there who's courting the the daughter, I don't think he met an insult when he said, I like that type of food. Right. 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 He didn't mean an insult by that by one me. 
one means, but you choose, you said the wrong wording. Yeah. yeah. Right. All you had to say was, I, I love it. Like, that's a great thing. I love eating that. And I mean, he even like kind of clarifies and says like my, my grandma used to. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You already said <laughs> like, it. Doesn't matter. To clarify a bit. <laughs> you already said it. You know, it's, it does not matter. There's certain things that if you say it a certain way, it doesn't matter. And at that time period and for what it was, he it said the like wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy even knows it because when he says, he's like, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nucky's or uh, Chalky's essentially been everybody's disrespecting him at this point is how he's interpreting. (laughs) And now he's at his own house and he even says some pretty like like serious stuff. Because he even says like, well, uh, what is it he says? I'm not I'm not going to say the exact wording, but um, you have the house in here. I guess I know where the filled in belongs. Right. And his wife, when he says that, his wife doesn't... Like, the entire table just, like, kind of drops their forks. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, oh. Like, because <laughs> that's that's how he's viewing himself. Right. He's the one that's busting his ass right. to bring what's on the table there. And that's how he's viewing that's, it. That's the bees. What do what the bees the bees, do? the bees bring the honey or yeah. whatever, yeah. <laughs> Father brings the money. Yeah. And we even, as you said, the father brings some money, and he even says, he's like, we know who brings the bacon yep. up in here. Yep. And he's, at this point, he's feeling like, well, wh- why am I doing this? Yeah. So, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a side of Chalky we haven't seen. Right. You know, he... Defeated, kind of. Kind of, and then thrown off. Yeah. But also scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like... I'll be honest. It's, uh, it's yeah. He was it's, in there yelling and slamming his fist down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it's not. A, this isn't a spoiler because we're on this episode. I really thought he was going to kill the guy. I was like, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, he's going to come in at the end of this episode. He's going to come in. He's going to kill this dude. That's a little crazy. <laughs> but in my head, that's what I thought. I was like, he's drunk enough to sit there and be like, no, this guy insulted me. Of course he was. Yeah, he was like carving that stick and right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I really thought when I very I remember I remember in my head I remember very first watching this episode for the first time and I was like he's gonna kill that dude he is making a stabbing mechanism yeah. right now <laughs> I thought he was gonna do it and he doesn't he doesn't you know so but I really thought that was about that yeah so you know it's it's a really good scene we see another side of Chalky that we haven't seen in a right. while you know we see a defeated Chalky yeah. but a vulnerable one at the same yeah. time yeah so. We go and we see Angela's finished up the drawing of Richard, and this is where it gets a little strange. Like, and I was I was uh, rewatching this episode with uh, you and your wife, mm-hmm. and I heard both of y'all say it. So I'm gonna let you kind of explain in your words what you thought was happening with this scene. Um. Well, now I don't remember what I was saying. Well, I heard some. I heard some <laughs> like you thought they were falling in love with each other. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the that's kind of the thing is they're there's obviously a connection that they've made now. Um, Richard has opened up to Angela um, in a way that number one, uh, Jimmy has not opened up to Angela this way, and we saw that last episode where Jimmy just completely brushes Angela off. Every time right. Angela tries to ask him a question, how was your day? Nah, nothing. And then he goes to his mom to talk to her instead. So she's not getting that relationship from Jimmy at the moment. And Richard 
is opening himself up completely to her and they're sharing this connection with the drawing because he said he used to do sketches when he was uh, younger so they're just really starting to connect with each other and um you can kind of tell there's there's something blossoming there between them now do you think that jimmy is also because jimmy tells him we have to make a trip to chicago tomorrow or no philadelphia sorry yeah okay so uh the jewish guy uh horowitz right he's in philadelphia not in yes. chicago i'm yes, sorry that's right now do you also feel like the, the reason jimmy has kind of the attitude he has is because jimmy is now thinking i'm in charge because of his dad that he's now starting to feel even more weight oh yeah yeah and you can tell that by uh the actor's uh, uh body language in that scene like he's very just now it showed him like it's basically uh like Nighthawks, that painting by um, oh, who is that? Who's that artist? Anyway, just the way Jimmy looked when he walked in, he still got his jacket and his hat on, and he like slumps down into a chair. Well, you don't. And he's he just has his like one leg out. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You remember Victor was talking about the limp? Yeah. Becomes more prominent as the series yeah. goes on, and this is kind of the beginning of what he was talking about. Because you notice at the beginning of the gotcha. episode, his limp. Did you notice when him and Richard are walking to the car, his limp was oh, a no, lot more. Oh, no, I didn't more, see that. Huh. His limp is a lot more prominent. When he sits now, he has the one leg, like, setting out straight. And it's just like, um, I, again, I, I said this about Richard early on in the se- in the series, but Jimmy's kind of becoming like that Dick Tracy gangster yeah. like look to him. He's just like, he looks like he's he's become, you know, the, the, the gangster, the, yeah. the head guy. In this operation. Oh, absolutely. So it's a, uh, you can tell, and like I said, his body language, the way the actor portrays the character, it's, he's definitely taken on a lot more responsibility and, mm-hmm. and weight and the stress that comes with that. Yeah. And the, ep- the, the scene ends with him stating how he doesn't know what's going on in Richard's head, which right, is the, right. the big kind of takeaway. Cause I think before this, he never really cared. What was going I on wouldn't in- say that either because that's I feel like that's the reason they even got together in the hospital when they were there is because he he already felt empathy for him. Okay. I mean they they had that connection where they were both injured. They knew what they had what they were facing now in this world when they both come back, you know, different people. So, I wouldn't say that he didn't ever care, but I think now he just hasn't been paying any attention to that aspect of richard he's been richard is just his muscle man now okay not his you know confidant his partner he calls him his partner uh at some point in this episode or my uh, he says something uh about their relationship but i just don't see that actually taking place that relationship uh between them anymore so he's he's kind of brushed richard off um in that deeper sense but that's why Richard is starting to find that comfort in in Angela. He's starting to show more of himself to her because she's listening. Okay. Um. Okay. So from there we go and we see the Nucky now has a. a it's, it's in the newspaper that he's been bringing in. <laughs> Women, uh, women for what is he? He uses the most proper term possible. It's like crossing female, 
taking females and crossing them through straight lines for sexual favors yeah. in regards to election purposes. It's like the law, the law version. <laughs> what, he's bringing in hookers, whores, to, whores. To, to sex up people for the election. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's getting printed in the papers, front page. Which he's, like, happy about. Yeah. Yeah, Which Nucky is, uh, is so happy about it. Margaret, not so much. Right. Which, so we were talking, we were talking about this before the podcast. I see where he's happy, right? Because right. it's like, okay, it's it's federal. Yeah, I got the fixing. Now. Okay, yeah. I can get this dropped. I can do all this. You and me are both married. Okay, right. we're both married, right? If a... Even if it's a hundred, we obviously it would be a hundred percent fake. But a news article came out. Yes, one hundred percent. If a news article came out, Christopher Como and Colton Duffy were involved in bringing hookers across state lines to be involved in bringing in prostitutes for the Beto O'Rourke campaign <laughs> process or Ted Cruz campaign <laughs> process. Both of our wives would murder us. I mean, they wouldn't be happy, but I'd kind of be like, dude, check this shit out. <laughs> Can I get you an autograph? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand how he is. He doesn't see that she's not. I'm just saying my wife. Like, I know that my wife, if she saw this, she'd be like, I know it's not true. But at the same time, she'd be like, it's in the paper. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> it's just not You're smiling right now. I mean, <laughs> that's what kills me is that he doesn't at all see an issue. Yeah. He thinks, no, it's good. It's, it's all good- the politics. It's just the process. This is how we do this. <laughs> it blows my, I don't know. It blows my mind that he is so like calm about yeah, it. Yeah, Very cavalier. So the big takeaway from that one is also or not the big takeaway, but at the end of that uh, scene, we see she takes the money back. Well, and, yeah, she asked for just very abruptly, like, I need oh, $200. Yeah. $100 for the kids' yeah, clothes. Yeah, for the kids' clothes. Like it's for kids' clothes. And he's, of course, just like, all right, <laughs> whatever. He I mean, gives her 100 bucks. Wad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we find, again, she's uh, seems to be skimming a bit. Uh, from a bit. The t- yeah, a, bit. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. So <laughs> that's just another uh, another example of her, you know. She's got some kind of plan in the in the works, or something, yeah, or, or, or safety net, so, yeah, something, yeah. So we see with uh, from there we go, and we see the the two agents who we thought were dumbasses right. at the beginning. They're on to something, yeah. They're out at Mickey Doyle's um, property uh, that is holding the booze, yeah. They're staking it out, and they even state what happens if we run into our boss, and one of one of them says we'll arrest him too. Yeah. These two aren't playing around, right? These are when I think of probie agents, I don't think of Michael Shannon's character. I yeah. love Michael Shannon's character. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's the exaggeration of the, exactly. of the probation officer. These are who I think are the real the probie actual, agents. Yeah. Yes. So they're uh, going to the property, and the explosion happens. Right. Yeah. Which, Which we, we yeah we knew that was, was going to happen. Yeah. And one of them is severely burnt. It's the one that. Um, was the initial person that? Yeah. Now it was the one that was the like I said it was the one that was the initial person that right. was finding out. Hey, this is what's going on. Right. So it is kind of strange that it was him that gets injured versus the other guy. But I'm not saying the other guy knew what was happening. It's just what are the odds? Now yeah. is this going to come up later? You know, I is, mean, yeah. Well, obviously, it is because the guy's not <laughs> going to show up federal, to work tomorrow. Yeah, now there's an investigation. So, <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't. I think he. I imagine he'll call in sick tomorrow at some point. So, 
It was kind of straight. It was bad luck. Not straight. It was just. It was bad luck. I think they were out there. I don't think that this was anticipated. No, no, it was a complete accident. I think. But now I'm curious to see what happens as a recourse because a a federal agent well, like has said, now been yeah, injured. Now there's a lot of uh, heat and and questioning, and people yes. are going to be looking into this incident. And I mean, it is a still. I'm sure there's there's a. There's a couple evidence bottles of, of yeah. There. <laughs> there's evidence of alcohol. There's at least one Evan Williams label somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Canadian Mist. There's so, one yeah. in there somewhere. So that's gonna that's gonna bring some heat right there. The brother of one of the, the, the Ch- Chalky's son, mm-hmm. not the brother, Chalky's son. He's playing the piano, right? And they're all kind of singing around, and Chalky's outside carving on the stick. Yeah. Now, did you? Did you get what, why he was? I, I honestly didn't. There's got to be something in it. There's there is a symbolism in him carving that stick. I mean, I just I don't I just do a, not know what it is. That's what people you just whittle. You just keep whittling. That's there's a reason. I don't know is why. There? Okay. I don't know why. I, don't know. I do I think not know just... why. I I swear to God, I do not know why. I don't see them. They. You have to think about it from a film. You're right. A they filmer's don't, perspective. They don't usually do things just to do them in this show. There's a right. lot of, uh, but I, I feel like it was just, that's what you did when you were just bored, just whittling shit. I don't know. Maybe they not. They could have shown him Maybe doing not, anything. But... They could have shown him doing any. That's the thing. He's, he's outside. He's drunk. We have a guest audience member here. Oh. <laughs> 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 he's not reading. You're right. I just I don't know why of all the things that was why. I, that I didn't don't know. stick out to me. I, I, don't I mean know why. it was it was weird because like I said earlier I thought he was like fashioning a, a shiv but <laughs> I think he was just bored and he was just doing what he knows how to do just go out. And that's whittle. what I kind of in a way I kind of <laughs> wonder if maybe that's what it was because he was going back to his country roots where you used to just sit there and just whittle for fun. Yeah. yeah. That's maybe what it was. I don't know. It was just, it was strange to me that that was what they chose to show. Mm-hmm. So, and then the last uh, scene of the episode is, I mean, it's a pretty like graphic scene. Yeah. Is we see, um, oh, uh, Jillian. I was yeah. going to say Ange- Angela, Margaret. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting everybody mixed up right now. I'm sorry. Uh, we see Jillian, she's feeding the Commodore, and he's still obviously not there, right? He's somewhat there because he understands what yeah, is going on. He tries to respond, but his face is just paralyzed. He can't he can't do it, so and she's feeding him and she starts talking about, you know, do you remember the first time we met? But right. she's also drinking. Right. Right. We see her getting intoxicated. And she has been the entire episode. Every time it shows Jillian, she's drinking. This entire episode. She remembers, you know, I remember the first time you saw me. Yeah, the the it started out like she was trying to be sweet. And I oh, remember the first time that we met. And it kind of escalates when she starts remembering more and more and more about the the actual, you know, the whole scene. Um. Yeah, she was basically being raped by the Commodore, and she's she was, and yeah. it's coming back to her. And because I mean, that's the thing that's been weirding me out the whole time is that she's been like acting throughout the series so far. That like, no, 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 no. We're we're a family. This is fine. I I love the Commodore. I love Jimmy. This is this is my family now. And this is the first time where she's really like showing 
like you fucked me up. Like mm-hmm. this, uh, this was not okay. What you did. I think this is the first time she's finally letting everything she's been through with him. Yeah. Finally hit. And it, yeah, yeah. She might have just been repressing all of that until she started talking so. about it out loud. And then it's, yeah, it just built up and yeah, she finally realized what happened to her. <laughs> and she just goes to town on his face. Yeah. Like starts she starts slapping, slapping the, the shit, shit out of him. <laughs> and when we watch this, I mentioned to you, she's never yeah. slapping his paralyzed face. Yeah. She's, she's slapping, slapping the part he the, can feel. He yeah. Feels, <laughs> which I thought was kind of a. A neat, I say, this sounds weird to say it neat, but it's, <laughs> I thought it was it's a really cool detail. It's, it's a very good detail that they put that in there that she hits only one side yeah. of the face, right? So I thought that was kind of interesting yeah. that they did that. And I mean, and that's how the episode ends is her just slapping the yeah. shit out of him, which is, it is, it's a very dramatic, it's a very dramatic oh, yeah. scene to watch it because this is the first time we've seen Jillian like loose with her feelings. Yeah. Right. She's, she's never once talked yeah, bad about she's, the Commodore. She's always been composed and, and now we see even okay. choking back feelings at some points, but yeah, now she's, which is also, it, 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 it's also good because we see the Commodore weak more than ever because right. this, his victim, I mean, this is right. his victim, right? His victim who he's put down his entire life is now standing up and is yeah. now, I'm in control, right? right? The Commodore is no longer in control. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm, I, I, that's fine. shit. Yeah. I am, fine. <laughs> I am 100% fine with him being slack. Okay. Yeah, my only problem with it is that, like, do we want Jillian to be the one in control of this whole situation? But I, I don't, I don't think Jillian would ever take control. I think she would be in the background and she would put it on. Guide it to Jimmy. Yes. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. You're so. probably right. Overall, Good episode. Yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. We see a lot more about Chalky. Explosive. Oh! <laughs> I'm Irish. I can't get offensive. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is a good episode. It wasn't... I, I, I'll go and speak it for myself. I, it wasn't as good as last episode. Uh, yeah, I feel like last... Yeah, the last episode was really, really good. Yeah. I feel like it is good. We do see another side of Chalky, which is nice, but I feel like overall it was kind of a weak episode, an episode for this season, which is saying a lot because, like I said, yeah, yeah, you said this is like season. the best season, yeah. And overall, it's still a really good episode. It's right. just okay. There was a tiny little bit of weakness in it, if you, right. if you will. So we'll see what happens next week. Uh, next week, and I'm going to probably pronounce this incorrectly. Next week's episode is called uh, Gimcrack and Buncombe. So what? <laughs> I I kid you not. Oh, go ahead. You you know what? You want to laugh? You pronounce it. It's just Buncombe. <laughs> no, go ahead and pronounce the first one. Gimcrack and Buncombe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, I remember that episode on Nickelodeon. (laughs) So until then, um, we're going to be talking, and we'll talk about that episode then. Until then, uh, please write in, follow us on Facebook. It's uh, Bootlegging a Boardwalk Empire podcast. Uh, We've had some a little more uh, regularity on the Facebook. We actually have a new thing up about how everybody got introduced to uh, Boardwalk Empire. Write in, like, tell, let us know how you got introduced to it. Let us know what your favorite characters are. Just I'll don't do, do any that. spoiler alerts, right? Like, if some of your favorite characters are 
characters in later seasons, that's cool. Just don't say how they get introduced or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, because I was introduced to Boardwalk with this podcast. So <laughs> exactly. Don't and, if this is, and if this is how you Don't ruin first, this for me. <laughs> if this is how you're first watching it, yeah, do it. Do it that way. And talk about your favorite characters so far. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at bootlegging.podcast. Uh, uh, we also are on uh, Twitter at bootlegging.podcast. Give us a follow. Write us in. Uh, we are on Gmail as well at bootlegging underscore podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what all's going on. And until then, uh, Chris, do you have anything else? No. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, we're going to drink a bottle of yes. 2015 Pumpkin Oh, yeah. Hater. We still got that page Pumpkinator. Woo! We got the live audience getting in on it. <laughs> until then, uh, we'll do a little chin wagging. Y'all enjoy. <laughs>